Hello and welcome. I'm Jules B., your host of Behind the Labels, a label-free podcast premium production. Go with me behind the scenes as I dive into the lives of our guests. Each episode will feature unconventional questions that invoke joy, sorrow, and sometimes silence. Come on in, take a seat, and let's start this conversation. You have a pretty girl makeup. You're the CEO. You're the founder of that. You are a celebrity makeup artist. Uh, you're an agent at the Ford Agency. No, I'm no, no, no. I'm not an agent. I ha- the Ford Agency is my they're my agent. Oh, okay. Well, you are an agent of the agency because you because you make them look good. Oh, but I try to. <laughs> okay. So I mean, I mean, I understand what you're saying. But anybody that works for them has to make them look good so someone else may want to go ahead and join them, right? Because it's people like you that make the agency. That's just my opinion. Right. You know, because teamwork makes the dream work, right? But I understand what you're saying, Chris Bader. So, you know, you're a contributor at NBC and you're a widow. He passed away in 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And he was a tennis doubles champion. He was an Olympic gold medal winner. And I know that you have been on a mission also regarding sepsis because that is what he passed away from. And for those people who don't know what sepsis is, I know that it is a bacterial infection of the blood. It can happen, of course, you know, when you have pneumonia. So you're all around just a person who said, you know, I can do anything whenever I sit out my, my minority, but I also want to make some changes in the world, especially in the medical community. So that's what I found out about you. What would you like to add to that, Christina? Well, I'm a mother of five. Okay. I am a philanthropist. I have two educational funds set up for my son, Bo, and Ken. Um, at the Northern Light School in Oakland, and it is a predominantly, it's a school for underprivileged children, a private school. And so uh, my kids and I have been raising money in their honor since, and I also helped start the uh, O. Friedman Outdoor Classroom and Garden at the Ed McGuire School, um, because I feel that education and nutrition are very important for children, especially um, moving forward. If they are exposed to it at a young age, I think that they will be more inclined to eat and make better, healthy choices with you know their nutrition um, moving as they grow into it. Okay. So what would you say with all that you've gone through and with all that you do, what would you say is the most expensive lesson? You've had to learn. And I always say, keep in mind that money's not the only currency. Uh, um, not being in charge of my own money. Really? Letting, letting um, my husband be in charge of money. And uh, that wasn't the wisest choice I made. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I guess, you know, when you think about when I read all the stuff that you've done, I guess the last thing I, I think about is you not being able to be in charge of your own money. Mm-hmm. But 
I guess that I'm only doing that based off of what I see and not, you know, being a part of what actually is going on. So, and if there were a way for you to download your memory onto a public searchable spreadsheet, the good, the bad, the ugly, the wonderful, whatever the case may be, would you do it? Um, some things, some things no, because my husband was a public person and there's some things that don't need to be said out loud out of respect for him, out his memory, and his children. So I try to keep things uh, neutral and positive because I just don't think it's appropriate for me to get into things like that that are just really not the the public doesn't need to know that stuff about an or i i'm saying so tell me a heartwarming story that you experienced while being a, a celebrity makeup artist you don't have to tell me the name but just something that you remember that kind of warms your heart <laughs> i think one time um well there's a couple but i mean there's a lot but um Bobby Flay, he's a celebrity uh, chef. Yeah, chef. I know who he is. And, he, and I had heard he was difficult, and I found him to be the exact opposite. He couldn't have been more gracious and kind. Uh, he was a big fan of my husband, which was kind of funny, and he made me a pot of tea. And he was just so cute. It was really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Now. And then he had another one, Isaiah okay. Washington. This was kind of funny. Um. I, I did a TV show with Isaiah Washington. I okay. makeup artist. He was lovely. And a guest came on who said, why do you have that white girl as your makeup artist? Oh, and he's like, oh, yeah. And uh, Isaiah was so funny. He said, oh, she, her brother's black. She's white. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. It's true. I have a brother, you know, who's black. And, uh. It was just funny that, you know, once that was, you know, they said that, then it was like, okay. It was really funny. Okay. So since you've been able to, well, well since you've been introduced to so many different cultures and things that never mm-hmm. how different do you think your life would be if you didn't have these experiences? I think it just makes me, I mean, I'm so blessed to do something that I love so much and work with such interesting people and be and to travel and you know it makes me more open to things understanding of things empathetic and um i it brings me a lot of joy into my life because i do what i what i love doing and i yeah yeah you know i think if anything i've shown my children that uh we Figuring out what you love doing so much and figuring out how to get paid is uh, is really a blessing. Well, you know, my mom always says, you know, you make your choices and your choices make you. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's that's true. It's true. You can you can have it. I'll give. Thank it you. you. I'll no, give that it. is that is really true. Yeah, you make your choices and your choices and your choices make. That is a really good one. Sort of white woman. Because yeah. what what do we have? You know, in life, we only have choices and cons. True. Oh, I like, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. 
Make your choice doing your choices. Oh, my mom used to say all kinds of stuff, Christine. If it's if it ain't like you know, she would say if it's in the cake, it's in the crumb. That's awesome. That's fantastic. I like that. Are you but you know what I'm saying? So no, I, I, right. I, I listen to people and it's like, okay. Well, you know, well, I didn't want to say that. I had a friend. I have another one that I say to my kids all the time. If someone's showing you who they are, believe it. You know what? Let me say this to you. I agree with that. And there's another thing. We could just go back and forth on the same. You know, one of the things. I wish I had more. I don't have that many. Oh, I, you know, we could go back and forth because what is this? There's a there's something that says, ooh, ooh, don't, don't give me the line. Don't give me the line. That's another thing. <laughs> But, you know, when people say, don't give me the line, uh, you know, there's a, there's a thing out there that, oh, how does that go? I'm trying to remember. Oh, if the truth makes you uncomfortable, don't blame the truth. Blame the lie that mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I also have one. I just learned this from my co-host on my on NBC but he taught me learn to get comfortable being uncomfortable yeah yeah or what about the eyes are useless when the mind is blind oh this could be a show oh it really could it really could be I think you know I think one of the my mother said a lot of important things to me and she wasn't the first person to say what she said to me but she would pass down different things to me. She's still living, but she has to mention that. Oh, yeah. No, you don't have to apologize. My mother lived a good life. And we are blessed to be able to go ahead and take care of her. But one of the things, you know, I never saw her angry, right? And I never, you know, never heard her raise her voice. Now what? I never heard my father raise his voice at my mother, not once. I never even heard them argue. Wow. Not one. I, I don't care how old I was, never. Even in two, but, and they were married for 60 years. I, I never, wow. I, I never heard it. But one of the things that my mother would say about anger is that you can't see your reflection in boiling water. So, oh, that's a good one. When you're angry, you won't fear what somebody is saying to you. Or see yourself at that point. Eat. Uh-huh. So it's like when the water hits the heat, it boils. You know, oh, that's the end. When the heat hits the water, it boils. And so normally you can look at water, especially if you're looking at yourself in the ocean, you see your reflection and stuff like that, but not when it's hot. Oh, that's and cool. so he attributed the boiling water to anger. You know? like yeah. So she always, she always said, some good stuff. That that's my mama. So oh, that's so great. I love that. Thank you. So do you think that it's been harder to forgive yourself or harder to forgive others in your journey that you've been taking? Um I don't really I don't hold anger towards anyone because I feel that, you know, everyone has if you're in a situation or a relationship or some situation, I think that we all owe 50% of the, of whatever's gone on. So I don't really hold anger towards myself or anyone. I know that I've tried, I every day try my best artist to be the best version of me. And 
I'm not perfect. I, you know, don't always, but I do know that I try my best and that's all I can do. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, people, people do as well. I just holding on to anger is a waste of time. I don't know. I think so. I think so. I, I would, I would definitely agree, especially when you're going to have the conversation. And a lot of the times you didn't even hear it correctly in the first place. Exactly. And you sit there and you do and do and stew over this information. And now you have another something that you have to deal with that you would have had to deal with if you would have just had the conversation. Exactly. Uh, if you could relive one day in your life, but you knew you could not change it, just experience it again, what day would that be for you and why? Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I can answer that. Maybe it would be a, um, a day with my husband. Is that hard? You know, terrible. I would, yeah, I mean, I think I would want one more day. Mm-hmm. I would like one more, like, really fun, happy day, and that would be really great. And if you don't mind me asking, having one more day with your husband, what difference would it make in your life today? Wow, you're asking some doozies. Um, Emma, I'm sorry. You can tell me to stop. No, I, I'm no, no, no. I'm just trying. I think it would just, I mean, I already lost my son on Christmas Day when he was four and a half months old. So that was awful. So then to lose my husband, I'd really, time is precious to me with people. And it uh, ever since always has been. And so I would just want him to know how much I loved him, even though I know he did. Just one more day would be really great. And, you know, generally, most of the people that passed away from me, you know, that I know, they tend to be older. Your husband yeah. was a young man of, what, 50, 54, something like that? Yes. And um, they say that when an older person dies, a library burns with them. But your husband had a big library before he died. That's you know, and you can take so many chapters from the books that he wrote just by the way that he lived his life, even though he was 54 years, you know? Yeah. So let's say you were invisible for the next 24 hours and you could be wherever you wanted to be. I'm not saying that you have a problem with where you are now, but you could be anywhere, Christina. Even in ones that you currently have not got permission to step into, what would you do? Wow, I haven't thought about this. Like, where? What would I do? Yeah, um, I don't have an answer to that. I don't know, and I don't know why I don't have an answer. I don't. You know why? Probably because like I'm content and at peace with where I am, and I don't like it. Wouldn't change anything and I wouldn't I feel like I am where I'm supposed to be and I want to be where I am that makes sense so I had a mm-hmm. cool but if you have another way of asking I don't know I don't have and, and you know I'd be it would be to watch my you know be with my kids I enjoy them so much you know watch them you know I don't know no there's nothing wrong with that you answer these questions the way that you see fit you know I mean there is no right you know, so. Are you a therapist? I am not. 
I think it does. These are like good therapy questions. I like, I don't even know how to answer this. Jesus. I, you know, I don't get some with questions very often because I've done that literally thousands of these interviews. I also don't ever say I had never expressed one in these thousands of interviews that I didn't have, you know, that my husband was in charge of money that I received for my divorce. And that I, I didn't like, I was raised that the man's in charge of that. And I kind of let him and I didn't know that I was really good at it until after he died. And I had to figure out a bunch of stuff. that was a disaster. So I think what I've learned, I think what I've learned in my life is that I'm a lot stronger, braver, smarter than I ever knew I was. And that's why I asked you the invisibility question, because I didn't want to put a limit on you. Because yeah, I don't see you like that. And I just yeah. wanted to see what limits you put on yourself. Because there are sometimes we don't tell ourselves certain things enough. And then there are things that we have yet to confront. And the longer that we don't confront them, mm-hmm. they're more detrimental to us. And we may not know it unless we ask, well, that question is asked of us. I think it helps. I think for me, you know, I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong or admitting sure. I am part of the blame. So I guess when you're able to do that, it just kind of frees up a lot of space. I don't, I don't worry about the past or what could be or what might have been. I don't think about stuff like that. I think it's a waste of time. So, you know, I think that, and it's another thing that my mom would say, regret is worse it's worse through death. Oh, yeah. It's much worse. Mm-hmm. And it, it's harder to get to the point where somebody is at that point that they realize that they're regretting something because, like I said, it's worse than death. But there's always something in the back of the mind that we say, hey, we should have done sooner or we could have done better or whatever the case may be. So let me ask you this last question. And it's a scenario. Mm-hmm. So... You've been in a room full of people, you know, celebrities and whatnot. So let's just say it's your turn. You're up on that podium and you've assembled a room full of people by invite only that are coming to hear you speak. Celebrities, friends, and everything else. And they get to ask you all of these questions. But the day of your interview, you decide that you're only going to have one person ask you a question and then you're also going to pick that person. Well, you're going to pick that person and you're going to tell them what question you want to be asked. So now, although these people know you or they want to hear what you have to say, they're disappointed because they don't get to ask you questions. So if that were a true scenario, Christina, and you had that type of control or power or respect of them. What mm-hmm. question would be so important for you that you would have to choose it to be And who in that role of your invitee would you ask to ask you the question, knowing that you silenced everyone else in it? Huh. It's funny. I'm Tyler Florence is coming up. He's like a one of my really good friends and he's also a client. He's a celebrity chef. And he's taught me so much. So I would 
let him ask me. He's taught me so many things, but one of the things is, you know, everyone knew how hard it was to be exceptional. No one would do a goddamn thing. Um, mm -hmm. And also, you know, I've created this life yeah. and all the things that I've done. And so I would let someone ask me, like, how did you, how, you know, I don't believe in luck. I believe in hard work. I believe in, you know, working hard and giving back. And so I would probably let someone ask me questions about how to, how would you get your life? How did, or how would you, or how did you get your life to be how you wanted it to be? And no, and I would let Tyler ask that because he and I have talked about that before. So, but as many arenas as, as you have been in and the, the, speeches you've given and things of that nature. No one's ever asked you that because you've been through a lot. Well, now they ask me all the time how I've gotten to where I am and how I do what I do. And, you know, I dive into that. Um, but do they ask you why? Why did I do this? Yes. I mean, how to do for I think because I have a burning ambition yeah. be the best version of me in all aspects of my life. And um, yeah. well, here we are having a great conversation. And I thank <laughs> you for that. I don't think you, you are welcome. Your no, I appreciate you. I appreciate, like I said, you calling me back and I appreciate you answering my question. Although I feel that I, I'm a good speaker, I don't want to talk to myself. That's, that's a little bit too strange and odd for me. So you and I were able to have this conversation, and I, I appreciate the fact that you answered my questions for sure. So did you have any questions for me, Christine? No, I'm good, thanks. I appreciate your time, and um, and I just want to say thank you so much. And I'll look forward to speaking with you again. Oh, definitely, definitely. And in the meantime, enjoy the rest of this day. You and well. Thank and you. You're welcome. We're not in divided. We are again. connected. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Behind the Labels, a label-free podcast premium production. We hope this conversation has reminded you of the power of your voice and the importance of taking the best steps to live a more fulfilled life. Make sure you like, follow, comment, and share. And for more content, check out the Label Free Podcast with our fabulous host, Deanna. And remember, we all have choices. We all have goals. We all make mistakes. But it doesn't have to be behind a label.